Our gospel reading is from the 17th chapter of John, but first let me some, kind of summarize what's been happening. Oh, back in about chapter 12, Jesus had come into Jerusalem riding that donkey. Jesus and the 12 disciples gathered in the upper room here for the last evening together. Jesus washed their feet. He predicted his betrayal. And then from chapter 13 through chapter 16 of John, there's a long talk or discourse. And then, here in chapter 17, Jesus prays for his followers. First, he prays for them to have unity as he and God and the Father are one. Now, those who've arranged our lectionary reading uh, plan, which we use for preaching, they have us focus on part of that prayer every year on this seventh Sunday in Easter, the Sunday just before Pentecost. So remember the setting. It's the night before Jesus will be arrested. He's with all 12 disciples, and he's praying for them. So listen now for God's word for us and this prayer of Jesus as recorded in the chapter of John, and we'll start at the sixth verse. Where Jesus says, I have made known your name. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now, they know everything you have given to me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them. And they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I'm not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost, except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself so that they may also be sanctified in truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Every week, just before we all go outside to sing together, let's be, let's be the tide. 
I close our worship service with a charge and a benediction, which you might call a parting prayer. Now, let me warn you, don't get misled by this sermon title, Parting Prayer. Don't let it get your hopes up because I do not have any plans to depart prayer to Presbyterian Church. <laughs> I say plans because I have been told several times that one preacher delivered a sermon from this very pulpit one morning and a few hours later he departed this mortal life. He died that very day. And he did not expect that to happen and I and I hope that history didn't repeat it anytime soon. <laughs> By contrast, Jesus knew, Jesus knew he would soon be betrayed, arrested, tried, tortured, killed. Now, our scripture reading from John's Gospel is part of that parting prayer of Jesus praying for his followers. After praying about his relationship with God the Father, Jesus prayed for his followers. Well, just consider three of the things he prayed for. First, he prayed for protection. Holy Father, protect them in your name. Protect them from the evil one. There are a lot of people who make fun of the idea of the devil, you know, the cartoon character with the horns and pitchfork and all that. But you can't read the newspaper or watch the news or live in this world very long and not believe that there is evil in this world even if evil doesn't carry a pitchfork and have a long tail, It's there. Second, he prayed for joy. I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. Jesus never prayed for us to go around sorrowful and no more and all. He prayed that we be joyful. The third thing he prayed, prayed for was sanctification. Sanctify them in the truth. To be sanctified is to be set apart, to be made holy. Well, let me ask you. You know, if you knew this was your very last day, what would you pray? Back in my college days, I was part of a committee that organized a series of last lectures. The idea was to go to some professor and say something like this. Dr. So-and-so, if you knew you were going to die very soon, but you had one last chance to tell your students whatever you wanted them to hear from you, whatever you wanted them to remember, what would you say? What would you say? Last week I heard a preacher encourage listeners to write a letter in that kind of vein to people. Write a letter to people you love, especially your children or friends and whomever. What would you say if you wrote such a letter to your children, your friends, to the people you love most? What would you say to encourage them, to caution them, to comfort them? Well, along the way, this preacher mentioned that his mother had died when he was about 21 and she had written him that kind of letter. The same thing is his family's home had been burgled and one of the things that was lost in the burglary was his mother's letter. So he never got to read it. Well, people who have loved you may not have written you a letter like that, 
But if you think about it, you may very well know what they would have said to you. You may even know what your own letter would say to those you love. We know that Jesus prayed for His 12 friends, His disciples. Do your loved ones know what your prayers are for them? Now listen again to Jesus' parting prayer as rendered by Eugene Peterson, whose modern version of the Bible is called, sort of a paraphrase, called The Message. Jesus is saying, now I'm returning to you. I'm saying those things in the world's hearing so my people can experience my joy completed in them. I, I gave them your word. The godless world hated them because of it. Because they didn't join the world's ways. Just as I didn't join the world's ways. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you guard them from the evil one. They are no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. Make them holy, consecrated with the truth. Your word is consecrating truth in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world. I give them a mission in the world. I'm consecrating myself for their sakes so they will be truth consecrated for their mission. Thanks be to God.